Hi, welcome to Chalk Talk Sports Podcast, powered by Power You. I'm your host, Daryl Duvall, inviting you to see us weekly. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Android, coming soon, Facebook Live, Instagram. Just a little information on Power You. Power You was founded in 2015 to inspire and to like people who are on a personal journey. With that in mind, we decided to create a platform that shuts uh, they share the stories of great athletes and the things that motivate them. When it comes to motivations, athletes have been trained to push themselves to another level. Leaders are trained to find what motivates a team and personal motivators drive individuals. In today's podcast, we're talking to Garrett Jones, former NFL player, um, entrepreneur, businessman. Garrett, I want to, again, thank you for taking the time out of your busy morning uh, starting up to, uh, to, to, you know, kind of chat a little bit, of, uh, about, uh, what you going, what you got going on. Um, and I, I just want to verify, are you in Houston? Yes. I'm in Houston area. Yeah. You got a lot going on down there, man. You got a lot going on down there. Yeah, it is. It's a lot. Yeah. Matter, okay. fact, matter of fact, current events, I hear that they might be trying to close down the city again. Is that correct or not correct or what? Oh man, who knows at this point, man? It's uh, it's one of those deals. Um, you know, we just kind of taking it day by day. You know, to be be honest with you, uh, and, and like I say, it's it's one of those situations, man. You really don't know what's gonna happen because of you know all of the uncertainties around here, especially with COVID nineteen, and and you have the protests and all those things going on, and you just got a lot of people all over the place. So we'll see how it goes, man. You know. So, you know, I kind of want to dig into your, your background. I mean, you, you've done a lot, um, you know, and, uh, you know, and I kind of want to start off from college and kind of move up to where you are right now. Okay. Okay. Um, well, in, in regards to college, man, I, I had the opportunity coming out of high school in, in, in North Little Rock, Arkansas, to, to be looked at by a number of schools, you know, all the way from, you know, your smaller universities up to your, your major D1s. Um, for me, you know, going to school, you know, that was a, a major, major thing for myself because out of my immediate family, you know, that was, I, I was the first, you know. Um, but it, it for me, my, my decision, you know, when I went to school was uh, I wanted to, uh, you know, I, I actually wanted to leave and go as far as possible. But, you know, we had a few family situations and you know, my mom was kind of, you know, her health was back and forth, you know. So I, I didn't know how long, you know, I was going to have her, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I, did, I ended up staying in state. Uh, I was recruited by the Razorbacks. Uh, but, you know, because of the coaching situation there, you know, it, I don't think it would be a good mesh for me. So I decided to go to Arkansas State, which was considered the other Arkansas at that particular point because they had a new coaching staff coming in and they had uh, some some really up and coming guys. And, and, and Mike Tomlin, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, was, you know, one of the coaches, you know, and we got a chance to talk a lot and get a chance to know each other there in Arkansas State. And, and he was one of the reasons why I, decided to, to go to Arkansas State because it was a lot of young coaches that were, like I say, just, you know, bright and upcoming and, 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 and very passionate. So I ended up going to Arkansas State, man, and, 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 and we were independent at that time. So all the schools that recruited me, you know, 
we had them on the schedule at some point in time. So I figured I'd, you know, go to Arkansas State, stay closer to home and and have the opportunity to play those guys. And and, and that's what happened, man. It, it, I ended up um, before my, uh, say, by my junior year, I had played against 10 guys who were first through the fourth round who went to the NFL draft. You had the opportunity to play some good ball against those guys. And, man, it, it turned out all right for me. Um, uh, school for for me at that particular point, you know, uh, things kind of took a turn for the worse, you know, at home, you know, with the personal life and situation with my moms and, you know, just family instances. So I ended up leaving uh, Arkansas State after my junior year. So I went home and I worked. Um, and from there, uh, once I got to the house, you know, things started leveling out a bit, you know, and, and, and we got everything where it needed to be. And especially for myself, but I, I was, wasn't happy because I wasn't playing ball anymore and I knew I could play. Um, so by that time, everything leveled out, man. You know, we had a family powwow and said, listen, you know, it's, it's time for me to go chase this thing. So um, at that particular point, I got a chance to, 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 to get with some good people, good group of guys, Jeff Courtney and, and Steve Brown and John Murphy and those guys. And, and man, we just set a course, man. Got a hold of some scout schedules, and and I followed those guys from Little Rock to L.A. and from L.A. to Mobile, Alabama, uh, to the Senior Bowl, you know. And 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 from there, man, the rest was history. It took about a, a year to do, uh, but we got it done and got in front of the right people, and and that's pretty much how the the story started for myself in regards to pro ball coming from college. So you know, I kind of wanted to go back over the your present. Uh, company that you work for, um, the developmental league. Mm -hmm. What, what, can you kind of go back and kind of talk about that, that league and what it's doing and how it's helping athletes right now? Okay. Well, with the state's developmental football league, that's a, it's basically a collection of everything that I went through, you know, in my life, uh, you know, from being an entrepreneur at an early age. Uh, dealing with different businesses, dealing with the politics of the game um, and everything that I wasn't exposed to, to the professional ranks and, and going through that scenario and being on the inside looking out as opposed to the outside looking in. Uh, so what happened with that was after I was done playing professionally and just with ball in general, um, you know, I decided to really look at what, what the next step would be. And I was approached by, a league at that time to be a general manager for, for a team in Arkansas. And unfortunately that, that, uh, that league didn't pan out the way it should have been. So I decided to now strike out on, on my own and, and create my own deal. And uh, along with my business partner, man, Byron Clay, we, we sat down and said, listen, we need to infuse business with football and, and really make this thing happen. So everything that I learned in the NFL, you know, didn't really equate to good business when you're done as a player because it's all about the exits and the O's and, and those types of things. And, and that doesn't necessarily equate to success when, you know, at, after the lights, right? So we decided to say, hey, man, let's figure out how we are going to teach these athletes, you know, everything they need to know in regards to entrepreneurship, business, just overall personal development and so on and so forth, man, and creating generational wealth through sports because we knew, and, and every athlete, less than 1% of all athletes will make it to the NFL. But 100% will have that bills, babies, and problems. 
So we wanted to address that and make that the, the staple of what we were about regarding regarding our um, regarding our uh, our lease, and said, "Hey, let's uh, let's do it like this. Let's make this thing happen." And uh, from there, man, uh, it, it, the rest is been and 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 it's been a it's been a wild ride, man. We wanted to make sure that we could play games, of course, but we wanted to more so look at the strategic partners, the mm-hmm. business curriculums that we have set up, and all the different things that that go along with it. And, and that's more or less what our league is about, and that differentiates us from any other league that's out there. Because compared to what we're doing, everything else is just football, and it's bigger than a game with us. So what do y'all? So right now. Um, how do you go pick your players? How do you go out and educate these players about the stuff that you've learned in regards to this, the league? Well, in regards to players, there's about 16,000 or so guys that are draft eligible every year. Only 255 are going to go. So those guys that don't go, they're our pool. You know, of course, you'll have all these leagues that'll come and go and you'll have leagues that have been mainstays and so on and so forth, but they can't house all these athletes. So that's our pool. And what happens is the way we do what we do, um, we we have a bi-weekly type of schedule with our league because it's true development. One week we focus on the physical aspect of it, but then the next week that's when we get down to the brass tacks and we, we deal with the business. We deal with uh, interviewing, you know, teaching these athletes how to talk in front of the camera, overall development, and also the businesses that we have intertwined in our league to where now they can start creating generational wealth uh, for themselves and their families. And, and that's how we do what we do. Um, the, the way we have it structured is, is completely rearranging their mindset from being an employee to a, a boss or an employer, if you will, in, in an ownership mentality. Uh, because they got to understand that, you know, your boss will never pay you enough to live next door to them. So that's the same thing with the NFL. Um, when I was there, I got paid well, but I, I didn't get paid what I was worth. And that was that's the same scenario for every athlete that comes through the door because we're generating billions of dollars. Um, and it should be something that is a a, 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 uh, a residual type of situation. So that's what we said we wanted to do with our league to make sure that these athletes were taken care of when they're done playing um, and, and their families are good and their families understand business. And, and everybody touches uh, uh, just the, the generational aspect of it all the way down from the, from the tip top all the way down to the fans themselves. We want everybody involved, so that's how we do what we do. And so, so because of COVID nineteen and everything going on, what have you done? Um, I mean, because there's a lot of players right now that that, that really didn't get a chance to um, how do I say it? Showcase themselves. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, how did you do? How did you deal with? this year in the program? Well, we, we always have something going on. Um, it doesn't always have to be uh, physical, right? Our deal is making sure that the athletes are learning about mm-hmm. conducting Zoom calls, learning about business, you know, those types of things. I mean, football is 30% of what we do. And, and that's that's the reason why we'll always be around because it's not necessarily about the physical aspect all of the time or, or having a season. So regardless of if we have a season or not, our athletes are still able to go out and be in business for themselves. So we've still been having uh, our business meetings. We still have guys that are 
are, are uh, being cast for commercials, being cast for movies, as far as playing football players. I mean, there's always uh, momentum and always movement with what we do um, because we understand that, you know, you will have downturns in the market. You will have pandemics. You will have all these other things that will happen to where fans themselves won't necessarily be able to get to the games or you may not have a season at all, but you still want to be profitable. And that's some of the things that we looked at and said, okay, how can we set this thing up to where everybody wins? And that's exactly what we've been doing. Um, and, and that's the proof of concept right there. So, you know, case in point today, I'll have a meeting with uh, about, I want to say maybe 20 or so players. Uh, and we're going to be talking about them actually uh, becoming agents, sports agents and representing other athletes. Uh, and, and I'm a part of a few programs in which now these guys will be going through those programs. So, it's always movement, man. I mean, you know, you, you always have to have something set up and it's just diversification. You know, it's not always about the game itself. Uh, the game is going to be the game and they're always going to be able to do that for a, a certain amount of time, but they will be and athletes themselves will be uh, retired athletes far longer than they will be players. And that's what this thing is about. And so do you have a meeting with them on a, are you having a meeting with them once a week? Uh, we do bi-weekly meetings. We do bi-weekly meetings. And if something comes up or if there's a, a business opportunity that jumps up and goes across my desk and, you know, a possibility of investors for different ventures that the athletes have or our venture capital pot, um, you know, I'll reach out to various athletes and said, hey, listen, we have this going on. But we, we tend to do things bi-weekly the same way we would do anything. Now, have you started, and I'm kind of kind of going over this a little bit, have you started going out to the different schools and doing kind of, in the past, have you done presentations at some of the schools? Um, yeah, we, we, we talked to a, a few, a few uh, schools. We, we, we're looking at setting up some, uh, some regional situations where we will be talking to the, the, the actual schools themselves, the coaches, the ADs, and, and breaking down what it is that we do because we're an extension of these schools. So, you okay. know, once the athlete is, you know, has exhausted their eligibility in NCAA-wise, they still have the opportunity to come to us and develop and, and utilize a lot of the resources and relationships that we have league-wide in regards to professional athletes, former professional athletes, scouts, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, we, we, we've, we've started uh, doing a lot of that. And, and, and it's a beautiful thing because it's all about everybody learning exactly what we do and, and We've taken our time with it and made sure that, you know, our proprietary recipe was what everybody needed. And how did how, how has NFL been respon responsive to your to the uh, to your league? Um, they they know. They 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 understand what it is that I'm doing. Um and and the beautiful thing about it is is I work with probably 30 to 40 percent of the NFL already because I have ties to all these different organizations that I play with and so on and so forth. So uh, these guys are either scouts, they're coaches in the league, guys that know me, you know, or reach out to me and say, hey, hey, look, Eric, I have a couple of these athletes. Can you guys work with them to to help them along business-wise or mindset-wise and their maturation? And, 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 and I expect to, to have some conversations with the NFL and, and you know, maybe sooner than later, but at the end of the day, uh, we're going to be around, you know, it's not going to be one of the deals where it's an XFL situation or AAF or UFL or, you know, they come in with all the fanfare and the glitz and, and the bright lights and, and they don't last a season. 
You know, we've done everything the right way. And, and that's why we, as long as there's an NFL, we'll always be around because the NFL can't house all these athletes. So it, it, it's, it's something that's in motion and it's coming. Man. So I'm a, I want to kind of change subject. What do you, uh, so I saw that you had attended, uh, taking some courses and does the thing with sports management worldwide. What is your thoughts to them? What is it? Uh, sports management worldwide, they're a really good organization. Mm, the thing about it is, and, and the reason I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, with the general manager scouting situation is because, you know, I intend to be a general manager in the NFL. Uh, you know, the things that I've already been doing uh, with my league, you know, are things that are covered in those courses. So, of course, you want to be able to, to hit those hot hotbed and those buzzwords for a particular organization so they understand that, you know, you are taking the steps and doing what you need to do, and you're eliminating those lies and those butts. Uh, of not hiring, so to speak. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I've been uh, able to learn a lot, uh, talking to a lot of different guys and just reconnecting with a lot of the scouts that scouted me. And it's been really cool, man, to talk to those guys and then have an opportunity to be a mentor by John, who, uh, you know, of, of Fritz Pollard Alliance and, you know, one of the giants when it comes to, you know, um, uh, diversity and inclusion with the NFL. That's been really cool to, to kind of kick some ideas around with him and just let him know what I'm doing. And, and it's all about the, the resource and relationships from the organization, man. They, they, they got a lot of people that's involved with it, you know, and, and, and my agent himself, uh, they started out with sports management, you know, before yeah. it, they, they broke away and, and went into the business. Well, Garrett, I will tell you, I did take that course too. Sure thing. I did take, yeah, I took that course and uh, you know, it's the lasting relationships that I had with with, with SMWW. I mean, you know, um, it's all about networking. It's all about who you know. Right. You can be the smartest person, but if you don't know anybody, I mean, <laughs> how are you going to get to the next level? Right. And, I mean, that, you know, people do talk about, oh, man, I take this course. And it's, you know, every, everybody wants to be a, a sports agent. Everybody wants to be in marketing. But I mean, it's about who you know, because if you don't know anybody, right? I mean, you know, you can have all the information you want in your head. So, I kind of bring that up now. I, I want to also talk about social injustice, mm -hmm. and yeah. and I mean, back in the days when you played, and um, and right now, as of today, I mean, we've seen a lot of different changes. I mean, you kind you kind of go back to what NASCAR finally decided to do is basically, you know, get rid of the Confederate flag. Well, you know, you can't wave it. And it's kind of funny. You know, I was reading today article. There was one guy who said, I'm quitting. And then they said, look, you ain't won no game. So, I mean, it, it, it's not that, you know, you're not making a difference, but mm -hmm. it's just the point of, you know, brands are now saying, you know, hey, if you don't get on this bandwagon and, 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 and and, and deal with this social injustice, we're not going to be around because right. brands need people to buy their products. And so just like, you know, Colin Kaepernick, you know, I mean, Nike made a lot of money off that commercial. I mean, off of his likeness. And so, I mean, it's like, because if they were, and, 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 you know, everybody now wants to come out and say, I apologize, I'm sorry for injustice because right. they're speaking to their, their people who buy their products. Right. What course. is your thoughts on all that? I mean, and you, when you're talking to players and and from where you when you played and what it is right now. 
Right. Uh, in order to change the game, you got to play it. I mean, it's as simple as that. You know, until we are in a position to create the generational wealth that we need, until we are in a position um, to be the producers instead of the consumers, um, you know, we are the sleeping giant. And and these companies aren't dumb. They know that, you know, uh, and, and for them to, you know, apologize and, you know, all those different things. I mean, that's a part of the process. That's a step. Um, but it's up to us to, to keep keep the um, keep the keep the foot on the gas and, and, and continue to grow. You know, you know, protesting is one thing. Um, rioting is another thing. Um, but it has to be some end game in mind. Because if you start anything without the end game in mind, you're going to take a loss, you know. And, and when it's about emotion, a lot of times it's, it's, it ends up in the wrong vein, if you will. But if you can separate the logic from the emotion and really look at the decisions that you make and say, hey, look, okay, we get this, we see this, now we can go to this next step. And it's all systematic, it's playing chess. But yeah, these companies, man, they're not, they're not dumb by any means. They, they understand that. You know that 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 dollar is is the end game for them. So how do you keep the dollars coming in? Okay, you're gonna apologize. You're gonna you're gonna put some money over here. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. Uh, because realistically, for for a lot of minorities, uh, man, we are we are the we are the engine. You know, and and that's the thing because we we have that consumer's mentality. It's unfortunate, but that that's been passed down from generation to generation. So like I said, it's all about reprogramming. And understand understanding the value that you have and that you bring to the table in any situation, and, and, and it's 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 something that you know is starting to be seen, uh, and and these companies are recognizing that, and, and and now it's it's up to us to recognize that, recognize our worth, and now really make some strides because it's going to be a major shift uh, in the dynamic of a lot of things uh, over these next couple of years, and, and it's going to be swift, but it's going to be a nice shift, and, and we just have to be ready for it. So, um, you know, also uh, COVID-19, you know, I want to kind of, you know, I'm throwing both of those in there because both of those are pretty bad. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, when you're talking to some of your, your people around, and I know you dealt with a lot of players, what kind of advice have you had, have you talked to the players when they, especially the ones that are trying to get drafted mm-hmm. and trying to work out? And, and, and then the ones who are free agents. And it's kind of funny. I was talking to this one kid. And, I mean, he was potential fifth-round draft pick out of Abilene Christian University. Okay. Uh, running back. I mean, but he never got a chance to showcase himself after uh, February of going to camps because, you know, everything was cut off. Right. And so... Unfortunately, he didn't get picked up. He wasn't even a free agent. I mean, well, he's a free agent, but he, I mean, and, and so I need to follow with him to see if he got a phone call because they give him to start opening up camps. But right. what do you say to players like that? I mean, and what, I, who just like, and, and yeah, what do you, I mean, how have you been talking to him? Because I know you have, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. the ones that are like, man, I, nobody called me up. I'm, and they right. and <laughs> right. So. right. And what I've told them is, man, if I can make it to the NFL without a senior season at the trunk of my car, you can too. But in order to do that, you got to be cut from a different cloth. 
Um, if you didn't get a call, you have to go get a call, if that makes any sense. Um, and, I, and, I, and I tell them straight out that it's doable, but you have to do the work. Uh, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. You know, no matter if you're not in camp with somebody, while they are working out, guess what you need to be doing? You need to be working out. You know, while they're on TV playing, you need to be working out. I mean, that's the only way that you're going to get the opportunity and create that opportunity. So, you know, I talk to athletes all the time, man, and, and, and they, they come with the, you know, the sob story and COVID-19. And I said, man, listen, this is all a part of the character building. These are the invisible hours. Nobody's going to invest in you if you don't invest in yourself. And that means working out by yourself. You don't have to have 60 to 70 guys running around with you in order to get there. You don't have to be this raiding and this and this and drafted in order to get to the NFL. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't. I, and I ended up, you know, playing in three different leagues and had the opportunity to have, you know, a 12-year career. So it's doable, um, but they just have to go get it. They, got, they have to have that in their heart. If it's not in their heart, you, know, you, you got to look at doing something else because it's not easy. Less than 1% of all athletes go to the NFL, and that's what it's about. So – it's a job, man. They got to treat it as such. And how do you feel about a development? I mean, you have a development league, and yours is more geared, geared to developing the mind, developing the body, developing your skills. But, you know, now we had AAF went under last year. Now mm -hmm. XFL, you know, he got to a point where he was like, man, this is COVID. I'm getting ready to get rid of it. Right. Do you feel that we need a actual a league, a development league versus a, you know, I go to Alabama, I go to Georgia, I go to uh, Michigan, I go to Texas. Right. Those are the development league versus a league that it can help some of these players get to the next level. Right. Uh, I think the the collegiate system is 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 okay, um, but we have a, a developmental situation, you know, and, and that's that's what we've been meticulously crafting to make sure that it's able to work with everybody um, through the SDFL. So uh, sure, man, uh, the NCAAs are the NCAAs, you know, it's, it's a lot of it is, is developing athletes on the field, which is, like I said, that's fine. And that's good for you to be able to run the four, four, two forty and, and so on and so forth and go out there and get 260 yards on the ground rushing. But the moment they put that camera in your face, it's a train wreck. That's not, that's not development, you know, and, and that's what we looked at and said, being an athlete is one thing. That's, that's really easy. You've done that your entire life. So it's not hard to coach you up and taking the right six inch step or doing this and doing that. The, the thing that you run into is now getting them to understand that they are going within a plan. And that's exactly, you know, what we put together and that, that we've been crafting for years. So, uh, you know, the leagues that come and go, it, like I say, it's it's built off of fanfare. It's built off of a lot of fluff in, in regards to, you know, we, we're going to come in in the spring and we're going to be the uh, – we're going to fill the void that the NFL leaves. And you can't promise that to people and have subpar talent out there uh, and, and expect for people to really buy into it. Uh, when that honeymoon phase is over, man, it's over. And it's all predicated on dollars and people coming in and – if you have to, if you have to deal with fans and, and, and your business model is built around fans coming through in order for you to be self-sustainable, it'll never work. You have to, you have to put your athletes first. 
You have to work on your families. And from there, that's when you get to your fans because they understand that you have a legitimate product and now you're including them. And, and none of these leagues do that. And, and, and that's what we do. We include everybody because it's a teamwork atmosphere in order to get these athletes to the next level. In the event they don't make it to the NFL, now they have the mindset and have the wherewithal and, and have built up the generational wealth to now say, look, I want to put my money with X amount of other people and we can go buy the team that, that cut us. And that's how it works. All right. Well, Garrett, I got two more questions. And one of them is geared toward uh, social media brand likeness. What is your thoughts on, on the players right now making um, money, you know, eventually out their likeness? Oh, that's great. That, that, that's a wonderful thing. That's, that's what we teach. We teach them how to brand themselves, how to market themselves, how to leverage the fact that whether you are Pee Wee All-American or, or, or All-Pro, you have a following that can be monetized. Um, that's, that's business. That's entrepreneurship. That's, you know, that's generational wealth. That's what needs to be taught. And those are some of the things that aren't taught in school. Um, and that's some of the things that, you know, these leagues have benefited from for, for a number of years and athletes never had a chance to touch that, touch that, that piece of the pot. So I'm all for that, man. I love it. That's that's a wonderful deal. Now, now Gary, again, you said that your, your dream is to be a general manager uh, eventually and working for a, you know, NFL uh, team. And my question is, you know, we have the social injustice and we also have, and I don't know, I don't know if you want to speak about this, but we, we have Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick mm -hmm. situation going yeah. in. You know, everybody's like, he needs to be playing and right. now – um, Seattle's coach saying we should have we could we should have signed him two years ago. Okay. You know, my question is as an as a general manager, right, right, right. And you've been out of the league for a certain amount of time. You also right. look at the dollars that you have here because the main goal is to to you know let's just say like like Tampa Bay bringing in Tom Brady. Right. You know, your main goal is to try to you know you want to win. But of you course. also want to develop a player. And right. that's basically what you're doing is developing players to take it to the next level. Right. As opposed to bringing old players in there and bringing money in. My, right. uh, so I just want to get your thoughts on, you know, as a player, as me personally, mm -hmm. and I can say this, that I just feel like he's been out of the league too long to right. try to jump in there. Right. And, and I just feel like, you know, he's taking it from people who other young players and he needs to take it to the next level. Basically, he needs to say something about, well, I just need to do something else. Right. You know, and you talk about players where it comes to a point where time it's time to go. It's time to move on. Right. I just want to get your thoughts on that. That's all I want. No, I've got you. Yeah, no, he's, he's been out of the league a long time. Um, and when, when that happens, the speed of the game, uh, and those types of things. I mean, you can't play forever. And people have to understand that. And unfortunately, they, they don't because, like I say, there is no logic in a lot of the emotion that is out there. If I were an organization, I'd bring Cap in to be a part of the actual development of uh, diversity and inclusion. And what that does is give him the opportunity to be around the game still and still have an intricate part in the situation uh, of helping us build. And then from there, we, we, we set the template for the rest of the league, you know, in regards to race relations and, and, and the temperament of, of what can be and, and start to make those significant changes. Because, I mean, when you have the flu and you go to the doctor, you know, 
the doctor isn't going to prescribe uh, a lotion or some kind of topical cream in order to get rid of that flu. Uh, he's going to give you a shot of some antibodies that will be able to go in there and change the DNA of that, of that flu so you can get rid of it. And that's exactly what has to happen. You have to be injected into the NFL in order to make the changes. I mean, trying to do it from the outside, is only so much you're going to be able to do. So ultimately, you know, if there was a scenario where, you know, I'm a general manager, I'm in a position to bring people in. Yeah, I bring Cap in, but he would have to understand that, you know, and, and I know he knows it. He, he, he's not ready to play, you know, and it's once you get to a certain age, that's that's just what it is. When you sign that contract, you know, your your salary goes up each and every year. And it's always going to be somebody younger and somebody cheaper than you that comes every year. So there's always a new bell of the ball every year. So you're not, your body isn't fit to play, you know, for, you know, 30 to 40 years, like a regular career. You know, it's, it's the NFL. It's the best temporary job you ever have. It's quick. Um, and, right. and, and, and that's what it would be, just a change in mindset. But he would definitely be able to be around the game and, and be able to now talk with athletes and help with their maturation when it comes down to playing on the field and also uh, off the field. And, and that's the beautiful thing about, you know, this scenario. But nah, definitely from a playing standpoint, if you're not able to help win that Super Bowl on the field, you know, let's do something else. It's time to rotate you. And that's just what it is. Yeah, and that's, that's why I don't understand why. The, and, and maybe the NFL has reached out to him about creating a diversity, uh, being a part of that diversity uh, yeah. uh, committee. Uh, and then even the NFL uh, Players Association actually – you know, that would have been a nice thing of basically working with them yeah. and giving him a, 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 a role. And that's where I think he needs, I really think he needs to do that. Now, hey, worst case scenario, he can go work for Nike, right. you know, because they paying him some money right there. Absolutely. And, and working with their diversity right. and going around talking about it. But man, Gary, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to uh, kind of, you know, talk about your experience, talk about your thoughts, what's going on with uh, sports. I mean, you know, sports is different. I mean, it's been a, I think, you know, being at this house, mm -hmm. I'm not, well, let's say being cooped up and not having sports is driving everybody crazy, you know? <laughs> right, right. And, and, and it's like people don't know what to do and now they're getting out there. And, I, you know, I kind of brought that up at first about how Houston was saying we, we might need to consider closing down mm -hmm. and, and it's just that and you know now you got the nba is like supposed to be going back next month and now some of the players are like i don't know if i really want to go back right mlb is like we want our money so we might not even play right nfl nfl is just looking around like damn let's see what they're gonna do right because they ain't saying nothing yeah no nah, and yeah. nhl is nhl is really being quiet but I mean, but the football for fall, that's where it is. It, it is is I mean, that's gonna that's gonna make a big difference because I mean, right. if we don't have fall football, yeah, man, it's gonna be some 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 pretty, uh, uh, pretty upset, depressed people. Yeah, absolutely. Because they ain't gonna be able to sit in their house now. Right. You know, springtime is all right, but the fall time, come on. Yeah. But anyway, I just want to take thank you for taking the time out, and uh, I look forward to talking to you more about the developmental league because okay. I am working on a project similar to that. My main goal is to kind of work with, uh, I want to work with uh, HBCU schools. Yes, sir. I, mean, I see a big difference. Yes, sir. I see a big difference. Yes, sir. And I really think what you have 
would really help get the message out with some of these players because these players, you know, again, only 1% goes to NFL. Right, right. You still got to have, your brand is your platform. Yes, sir. And you still got to build that from LinkedIn or social media because mm-hmm. players are going to be looking at just like coaches are. Right, so, absolutely. Again, man, thank you for taking the time. This is Daryl DeVall with Chalk Talk. Take care. Please come back next week. All right, man. Have a